0: This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the virtual healing circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight we're going to be talking about elemental beings, fairies and mermaids and dragons. Oh my, that cracked me up. I just needed to do that. So why is this important? Working with elemental beings is about tapping into specific energy frequencies and ancient patterns that exist in the collective unconscious. Working with them allows us to engage our imagination, which of course is one-third of the equation of any kind of growth, change, or healing, and is the bridge between your thinky-thinky self and the physical world. And working with elemental beings allows you access to the spiritual world and the natural world. So let's back up just a little bit. I want to remind you that when we are working with things that are beyond the five senses, you're really going to be relying on your three eyes your intention, your imagination, and your intuition. Everyone wants signs and something tangible to hold on to, to let them know. And sometimes that happens. And oftentimes the communication from these beings is through our imagination, through our intuition, because we set the intention to reach out to them. And so as we move through this process, remember that we're moving out of the realm of the physical five senses at this point. So what exactly is an elemental being? The reality is is that no one actually knows because by definition they are unknowable because we cannot know them through our five senses. We can sense them, we can interact with them, we can get glimpses of them, we can see them in shadow or in light or highlighted, but to actually know them directly is a very personal experience, and so most of the information that we have passed down is through myth and allegory and fables that then then turned into Disney movies, and so most of what we know about elemental beings that is passed down is very much represented in the stories that we share with each other. They are said to be nature's guardians, and they are said to be connected to various elements, Elemental beings exist on higher dimensions, which means they are beyond what our five senses can handle, because we live in three dimensions and can sense the fourth dimension of time, sorta. And they are available to us for guidance and wisdom if we want to use them. Now, if you're like me, and you were raised in a very left-brain, science-driven upbringing, then when you first hear about elemental beings, your first reaction is going to be, Really? Those fairies now? Really? And dragons. Sure. Okay. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, that's totally fine. And that's okay. From a psychological perspective, if you're not really cool with the whole, yeah, they actually exist. And I got to admit, I'm not really sure where I stand on that debate. And we'll talk about that in a second. But even if I'm like, you know what, I don't think it's quote unquote real. Even from a psychological perspective, each of the elemental beings embodies specific archetypal patterns. And we talked about archetypes a few circles ago. And so even if you don't believe that unicorns are actually real, you can still tap into the energy that they represent on the archetypal level. Energetically, you can tap into what they represent to help you on your journey. And at the end of the day, I have to admit, we know nothing almost about the universe. So who knows? And so let's go deeper with that, because of course it wouldn't be me if we didn't get a little sciencey nerdy when talking about this stuff. If you look at what our universe is made up of, there is luminescent matter, which makes up about 0.4%. This is the stuff that we can see because it reflects light, so it's luminescent. We have non-luminescent matter, which makes up about 3.6%. This is the stuff that we can't see, but we know is real, like radio waves, microwaves. So we know that there is stuff that exists, but it's beyond what we can see, and that's non-luminescent matter. That's less than 5% of the universe. That means that about 95% of what exists in the universe is unknowable to us, and it consists of dark matter which we estimate is about 27%. That's the stuff that other stuff is made out of. And it's suspected to be composed of things like axions, which are uh, theoretical particles. Then we also have dark energy, which cannot be observed directly, but we can see how it affects other things. So most of what exists in the universe is unknown and unknowable to us. So who knows? We know from string theory, if you want to get into quantum physics, that if you have, so if you think about a molecule, and then you go inside that molecule, that molecule is made up of atoms, and then inside those atoms, you have a nucleus, which is composed of protons and neutrons, and then you have electrons spinning around outside of it. If you go into the nucleus, you get quarks, and if you go into that, you get strings of energy that we have now shown vibrate in at least 10 dimensions, maybe 11. There's still some debate about that. So the stuff that we are made of, and that everything is made of, vibrates in at least 10 dimensions. So who knows what exists beyond our five senses? And why not live in a world where there are fairies and unicorns that exist on those levels? So when we're talking about elemental beings, it's very easy to go, stupid. But again, even if you're not sure about the whole dimensional theory, you can still tap into the patterns and the archetypes that each one represents. All right. So let's talk about elemental beings. Who's who? Now there are lots of different elemental beings. I'm going to go into the four popular ones and the ones that are kind of my favorite to work with because they're the archetypal patterns that make the most sense for most of our lives. So we've got fairies, mermaids, dragons, and unicorns. So fairies, also known as the fae, are said to be the guardians of plants and the earth world. They are said to be everywhere. Every plant, every flower has at least one fairy connected to it, even cut flowers, which is why we sense that energy when we bring them into our home. Because fairies are connected to the earth, they're one of the easiest ones for humans to experience because it's slower energy. Now, I wasn't so sure about the whole fairy thing. And again, still not sure about how deeply I believe in this on a realistic level. But I was talking to a woman uh, probably three summers ago at this point. We were at a pool party and she was saying, oh my gosh, I captured a picture of fairies. And she showed me a picture that had little blue orbs all over it. But it was a clear night. There was no rain. It was not dust on the lens. It was really cool. I'm like, huh, Oh. Okay, maybe there are fairies. But even if you're not quite sure, you can tap into the energy. So fairies represent playfulness and mischievousness. And as an archetypal pattern, who doesn't want to tap into your playful side and your mischievous side? If you have fairies hanging around you, they like sparkly things and they will hide them on you. So if you find that you're constantly losing little trinkets or losing coins that you leave lying around, you might have some fairies hanging out with you. In order to connect with the Fae, you are said to invite plants and flowers into your world. You want to make the natural world of the earth a part of your life. And by doing that, you automatically invite the energy of fairies into your life. Now, there are some who will tell you that fairies are out to get you, and I feel like that's more of a projection, (laughs) Uh, because the people who tell me that fairies are are playing tricks on them all the time also tend to be having a similar experience with the humans in their life. I tend to see a lot of parallels on that, so if you find that the fae are tricking you, maybe check and see where in your life and your shadow some opportunities for healing might exist mermaids guardians of the oceans mermaids are said to be very unique and very elusive beings and because they live in water the elements connected to our unconscious mind and the emotional realm they are really good about bringing buried and deeply painful emotions up to the surface for healing and so you can work with mermaid energy if you want to do those of you who want to do some shadow work you can call upon the mermaid energy to allow things to bubble up to the surface. Know that when you do this, things will bubble up to the surface. So please make sure you have a support network in place to make sure that you know what to do when that stuff bubbles up to the surface. Otherwise, it's going to be like, nope, and shove it back down again, which valid option, but, you know, not so fun. Mermaids are also really good at helping reveal your inner beauty and your talents. And so if you're trying to figure out how you want to shine your light, you can call on mermaid energy. Mermaids are said to be ferociously independent and a little rebellious, and they symbolize beauty, mystery, perception, and persuasion. So these are a really cool energy to tap into when you want to tap into that healing energy, tap into that shadow self, tap into the element of water. Dragons. Most people start with fairies on their healing journey. I apparently started with dragons. So my journey into elemental beings started when I went to um, a local shop asking for how do I tap into my inner power? And she's like, well, you can do like tiger eye crystals. And I'm okay. And she goes, have you ever worked with dragons? I believe my answer to her was what now? (laughs) I had no idea any of this existed at the time. And then I spoke to a woman who talked about how Because dragons are guardians of ancient wisdom, you can call on them for protection and how when she's driving, if she gets nervous because it's a snowstorm, she will call on her dragon to wrap its wings around her car. And even if you're not really sure about the existence of elemental beings from a psychological perspective, would you rather drive through a snowstorm freaked out Or would you rather call upon a dragon to wrap its wings around you and keep you safe? Which one do you think keeps you in the best headspace to handle the storm that you're driving through? And so I started playing with this energy in my life. And I started tapping into inner power. And that's really what dragons are about. They are representatives of transformation and transmutation. They are about tapping into your inner fire, your inner power. There are said to be lots of different kinds of dragons. There are water dragons and earth dragons and fire dragons. And they're about helping us with protection, helping us with our inner power. Now, something that you need to understand about working with dragon energy, fire which is what the dragon uses for the act of transformation and transmutation, fire can either warm a house or it can burn it to the ground. So when you are working with fire energy, when you are working with dragon energy, you have to be mindful to balance it. Think about when you make a a fire. If you ever have a campfire, do you just stick a log in the middle of a forest and set it ablaze and see what happens? No. First you dig a hole into the earth. You get grounded. You surround it by stone to hold it in place. You have the element of water handy to balance out the fire. And then you light the fire. When you work with dragon energy, make sure that you are grounded And make sure that you have water handy, meaning that you have some softness, some flow in your practice. If you're going fire, fire, fire all the time, you will eventually burn everything to the ground. So fire energy, dragon energy is a beautiful, wonderful one to work with. And it needs to be balanced, uh, lest you set ablaze your life. And then there's unicorns. Everyone loves unicorns, because how can you not love unicorns? They literally have a horn growing out of their third eye, which is the clue that they are the guardians of consciousness. They can have a big impact and a profound role in healing in our lives. And their gift is said to be unconditional love and divine love. So when you want to tap into the energy of healing, when you want to tap into the energy of divine and unconditional love, you can call upon unicorns. They are said to be quite shy and said to hang out in birch woods. You can call on them to help heal your heart of past and current trauma. Those of you going through transitional periods in relationships, unicorns are a beautiful gift to call upon to help keep your heart healed and help keep your consciousness open. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that we know almost diddly squat about the universe. So who knows? Maybe there are unicorns. Maybe there are dragons. But whether you believe in them actually existing or whether you believe in them more as an energy form, you can still tap into the archetypal patterns that each of these elemental beings carries. Learning how to call upon your dragon to wrap its wings around your heart for protection can be a wonderful road for healing codependency. Calling upon a unicorn to help keep your heart open to divine love is a beautiful addition to your path. Whether you actually believe there's unicorns traipsing around in some dimensions doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And remember that tapping into these energy beings can help activate your imagination. Divine love is a difficult concept to wrap our head around as a human being, but a unicorn is a nice tangible representation of it. It is a reminder, it is a sigil, a symbol of the patterns of energy that each of these beings represent. So knowing how to tap into that energy can be a wonderful addition to your journey, even if you don't believe that there's actually such thing as unicorns. And as always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. Opening your mind to the idea of the existence of elemental beings can feel a little feely in the beginning, especially if you come from a scientific left-brained background. So just decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that's always the decision that will take you to the next step. And as always, I want to remind you that if you have any questions about anything from tonight or previous circles or podcasts, please know you can always reach out to me at www.livelifeunbroken.com or through email or social media. Um, it's funny how, because I'm I'm pretty left-brained, but my journey has led me to a very spiritual world as well. So I was going to ask you about when you talk about tapping into these elemental beings, I was going to ask you, what does that mean? Like, how do you tap into? Yeah, absolutely. You basically just ask, you just call upon them. So let's say I want to call upon, you know, unconditional love, right? And so just saying, you know, I'm, I'm lost right now. I want to learn unconditional love. I call upon the energy of unicorns to help soften my heart to unconditional love. So do you see there's a difference? if I, When I do that for myself, I'm usually usually talking to the universe. And um, is there a difference in, like, if I find that more comfortable, Is, it, it, do, you, do, you, is there, do you find it more powerful to do it the other way or uh, using the elemental being? So I'm just wondering what the, the difference is. I think that it's more tangible to our brains to look at a picture of a unicorn or to have a figurine of a dragon. So let's say that you know that some stuff went down in childhood and that there are wounds that need to be healed that you know are there but you're not really sure how to access them. You can call on the mermaid energy to allow that stuff to come into your awareness. In the more traditional system, we might pray and say, uh, open my eyes to the truth of who I am. But with the elemental being journey, we say, we say, you know, I call on mermaid energy to help me heal what is hidden from me. My philosophy is if it empowers you to heal your life and show up in the world more authentically as how you want to show up in the world, do it. And so if tapping into mermaids is easier, than saying a prayer, especially for those of us who were slightly traumatized by the traditional dogmatic system. <laughs> they kind of beat it out of you young, that whole faith thing, right? Because we're just told we'll just believe in it. And it's yeah. much more fun to believe in fairies and unicorns than hell and brimstone. So if it empowers you, why not? is, is kind of my philosophy on it. Okay. Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com slash circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time in circle together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation. And after, I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.LiveLifeUnbroken.com and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www dot l-i-v-e-l-i-f-e-u-n-b-r-o-k-e-n dot com backslash circle c-i-r-c-l-e. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.